Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hello and welcome into Brewcast from Maze of Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Luke Yardy and Scotty White here with you on Tuesday, March 8th, as we head into Wednesday, March 9th. And looking forward to a great conference tournament week. The Big Ten Tournament taking place in Indianapolis. Kicking off later here tonight, if you're listening here on Wednesday, March 8th. And, man, do we have some fun this week. Scotty, I love championship week. One of my favorite weeks of the year, man. How are you doing here today? I'm doing great, dude. It is one of my favorite weeks of the year as well. Um, I mean, for me, it really rivals uh, the first weekend of March Madness. I mean, when I, when I get to watch basketball at 11.30 a.m. all the way for the rest of the day, it's just great. It gets me through class. I can watch in class. Dude, I just love it. Yeah, I remember uh, back in the day when I was in college my freshman year, it was uh, the year that Kemba and UConn made that run. Oh, yeah. And so I actually I actually skipped a bunch of class that week and watched the Big East tournament because back then the Big East tournament was just a massive, massive thing. That's when Pitt was good, UConn, Syracuse. I remember the Johnny Flynn uh, six-overtime UConn game Crazy. against Syracuse. Man, it, it, The Big East tournament was amazing. The Big Ten tournament has kind of grown into something similar here this week with the number of teams, you know, 14 teams, uh, some of the best teams in the country, obviously Illinois, Purdue, Wisconsin, Michigan looking to make another Cinderella run. I mean, this is going to be an absolute great week, man. I am, I am looking forward to this tournament in Indianapolis because you know what, Scotty? I feel like it's kind of wide open here this year. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, 
And also, I like Michigan having the eight seed because Michigan's had a lot of success as the eight seed. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is really anyone's tournament. Um, I mean, Michigan obviously has has struggled um, against Illinois to to get wins the past few years. Um, but I mean, they beat Purdue this year. Uh, they beat or they played Wisconsin tough for for a while. Uh, played Illinois tough. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really open to anybody. I mean, dude, Nebraska, man, they've won two straight games against ranked teams on the road. They're the 14 seed. You just never know. Well, the good news is for Michigan fans is that it's going to be a little less stressful after Sunday because Michigan is almost certainly in the tournament, regardless of the outcome on Thursday against Indiana with the 75 69 victory in Columbus on Sunday without Hunter Dickinson, man. When I got the news, I'm like, why am I even going to watch this game? You know, yeah. I, because Michigan has been a completely different team without Hunter Dickinson on the court here this year. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't give Michigan much of a chance, but man, did they go out and prove me wrong? And we're going to remember it as the Devontae Jones game because. That dude was fantastic on Sunday. Uh, scoring the basketball, he led the way with 21, but his decision-making in the pick-and-roll uh, really set himself apart in that game on Sunday. Ohio State doing a horrible job defending that high pick-and-roll, and Devontae Jones made him pay that entire second half. And to be down seven at halftime, come out in the second half without your best player, without your leader, to come away with that victory, man, truly remarkable performance by the Wolverines. Dude, you it, you are right. I mean, dude, oh my gosh. When I opened Twitter and saw that, it, I, I had the same thought. Like, why am I even going to watch this game? I felt a lot better about my Ohio State minus four pick that I had. Um, I mean, obviously, those are picks that I want to lose. So I was very right. happy that I lost it. But <laughs> I was like, well, this is going to hit for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, everyone stepped up in, um, in Hunter's absence. Dude, how about Terrence Williams? Yeah. I mean, he's been shooting lights out. I mean, he really, when he comes off the bench like that, it, it really reminds me of Sean D. Brown coming off the bench and knocking down threes. He was huge to have. And, oh, my God, you just – I can't even put into words how massive of a win that is. And like you said, it, it probably will lock up a uh, an NCAA tournament berth for Michigan. Yeah, I, I think it pretty much does here at this point. I know Lenardi's got him around a 10 seed with it, but they sit 31st in the net. 31st, uh, according to Ken Palm as well. That's a massive road quad one victory for Michigan. At the end of the day, I mean, I can't imagine. If they lose to Indiana, is there a chance they fall to Dayton? I mean, I, I guess there's a chance, but it's pretty solid right now that Michigan is going to have a bye in the NCAA tournament. They almost certainly lock it up with a win against Indiana on Thursday in the Big Ten tournament. But I, I feel so much less stress going into the Big Ten tournament knowing that if Michigan loses to Indiana, they're still probably in in the dance, almost certainly. Yeah, I was I was getting really worried after the Michigan State game. I felt really good, and then the Iowa game, I was like, I just I, I did not think they were going to be able to beat Ohio State. And down seven at halftime, I was like, all right, it's gonna it's gonna come down to that game against Indiana. And and right now in Lenardi's projections, Indiana is the first team out. So they're they're playing for everything. I mean, they absolutely need to win that game. So Michigan's going to get the the Indiana A game for sure. I mean, yeah, they're looking for a little revenge. I mean, if you remember mm-hmm. the Cam Chapman game. Oh yeah, you know how could you forget? I know that yeah. one. That one's one of my favorites in recent memories, and that one was when I was in high school, and 
my teacher had told me to put my phone away a few times and I kept bringing it back out and that buzzer beater went in and I went absolutely nuts in class. And then I just handed him my phone. I was like, take it. I don't care. Yeah. At that point you can have it. Don't matter anymore. You know? Yeah. That was awesome. So in Indiana win over Michigan, that is a good chance. Indiana gets in, you know, into Dayton with that one. And they set themselves up with a chance against Illinois, like you said. So, I mean, it's, you're going to get their best shot. There's no question about it. And I'm a little concerned now. Does, does it reset, Scotty, The uh, or, or can Michigan just not play back-to-back games well? You know, because they came off the Michigan yeah. State game, and they, I, let's call it what it is, it was a dud against Iowa. And maybe it had something to do with tired legs, you know, just the, the one-day rest before going into that game, and then all of a sudden you get two days rest, and uh, the Ohio State game, they come out, they, they play a whole heck of a lot better outside of one stretch towards the end of the first half. But now you got more than a few days off. You know, you, you got three full days to recover before you're back in action. Does it reset? Because I don't have a lot of faith in them playing back-to-back good games here. So I would like to see them at least get one. I, I honestly don't have a lot of faith in them against Illinois if they get there because we just haven't seen the consistency from this team. And I, I hate to say it, but just looking at what it is, it's win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. Like, that's just how this team has played down the stretch. Yeah, you're right. And I... I... Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of rest. I feel like the regular season's over. It's a transition to postseason. So I think this could be where Michigan plays two games well in a row. But is it even two games in a row at this point when, like I said, they're going from the regular season to the postseason? There's been a a good amount of rest. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I'll have to see it to believe it, but I just don't see Michigan being able to – come back the very next day i mean like you said they haven't been able to do it when they're coming back two days later um so if if they do bring the a game against indiana i i would i would be shocked if they bring it again against illinois just the way that the season's gone yeah and i think we'd be remiss obviously we know juan howard has been reinstated as a head coach gonna be great to have him back but man what a job phil martelli did in the five games of juan's absence yep he was he was amazing dude um, and also I'll say that his, his, uh, post-game press conferences are second to none. They're, they're yeah. amazing. He's, <laughs> he seems like just such a genuine human being. Yeah, you know? he really is. He really is. I like how, like he comes in and like, no one asks any question and he sits down and he has like his own little, like five minute speech to start the press conference. And it's just awesome. And he's always given credit to someone else, gave yep. a ton of credit to the the other assistant coaches on staff, gave a ton of credit to the players, kept saying that he just kind of managed the games and things like that. We know that he did a whole heck of a lot more, but it was a, it was a collaborative mm-hmm. effort amongst him and the assistant coaches, as it as it always is, but even more so in, in that exact situation. And to go 3-2 and two and come away with wins over Michigan State and Ohio State in that stretch, man, I mean, guy's a legend for that, just in its own right. 100% dude. I mean, two, three games left. You've got to win two out of three and two, the two wins come against your biggest rivals and you're not even the head coach. I mean, it's, it, it, he's a legend. He's the Godfather. He's a legend. Yeah. And you know, the part about him being really just a genuine human being, it, it makes sense how we spent 25 years in one spot, you know, oh, through, yeah. through ups and downs, whatever, like it, it would be, it, He's just such a good person, it seems like, that it'd be uh, so heartbreaking to have to fire a guy like that if he does have a couple of down seasons. I know, he obviously, he had a lot of success, but, I mean, just 
and it's not fake. You know, I think that's the coolest part about it. You know, you could just tell that it's genuine love for the players, genuine love for for Michigan and the guys that he works with each and every day, man. And I love Phil Martelli. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You can one thing that stood out to me is the way he described like his game days. I think he said he's like, I I don't eat on game day like my wife doesn't count the days that we have games as days that we've been married because he's just so laser focused on everything and he's so zoned in you like he he cares so much about every aspect of the game and all the players and all the coaches so I wonder if anything changes with Juwan coming back you know that's kind of the thought that I keep going to because obviously in those five games you kind of just Keep things going. You might call the game a little bit differently. You might have some different situational, you know, rotations or things like that. But ultimately, this is Juwan's team. And Mm -hmm. so with him coming back, they they kind of played for him in his absence. You know, what what is the dynamic now with him returning? It was like, all right, we got our guy back. We're we're about to get on a run here. Because I I think, you know, Devontae Jones said it, you know, that – they believe, and I think this is true, they can play with just about everyone in the country. You know, they ran Purdue off the floor. They've played with some tough teams, but they can also pretty much lose to anyone. And I think that was actually, you know, kind of a Malik Hall quote today from, from Michigan State, but it pertains to Michigan really well as well. They could play with just about anybody, but they could on any given night lose to just about anyone as well. Exactly, man. That's why filling out these brackets is going to be so hard. Like, <laughs> I, I want to say, oh, I've seen Michigan play this well and beat Purdue by 20 points so they can beat anybody. But yeah, I mean, you just don't know which team you're going to get. Um, and I can tell you that this March for Michigan is likely going to be quite the roller coaster ride. Yeah, you're not kidding there, man. It is going to be. Oh, it's going to be a little bit stressful, though, obviously. You know, uh, I just hope that they, they got a run in them, man. I would love to see Michigan go into the Sweet 16 once again for the fifth consecutive yeah. year. Uh, that would be a whole lot of fun. And and you know what? If they get that 10 seed, man, there's a chance because you go up against a 7 seed. Oh, yeah. If you look at, like, the projected 7 line, I'm not going to say it's a, it's an easy win or anything like that, but it's definitely a winnable game. Some really good two seeds out there here this year, but you get in that ten two game, man, and things you know things can happen. Yeah, dude, Michigan. Like uh, we've talked about it before on here. They 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 have the makings to make a run. No um, one wants to see Michigan in the second round. One hundred percent. I mean, and Michigan teams in the past that not ten seven game. They obviously were a seven seed, but took down the two seed Louisville. Um, and looking at the projection brackets. I mean, like there really isn't a team where I where I look at the matchup and think there's no way Michigan can win that game. If they play to their highest ability, they really can beat anybody. Honestly, this team that they would play in the quarterfinals is the one team I wanted them to avoid. Yeah, I agree. You know, I uh, I, I definitely I, would have liked uh, Wisconsin to get that overall. I, one. I I agree there. I agree one hundred percent. Uh, taking a look here at the Big Ten tournament, just going through it with you, Scotty. You got Nebraska Northwestern uh, in game one, 6 p.m. on Wednesday evening. Winner of that is going to be headed on to take Iowa. Who do you like in that one between Nebraska and Northwestern? I I have been back and forth on this one because Northwestern really isn't a bad team. They played a lot of teams tough. They knocked off Michigan State at Michigan State when Michigan State was playing some of their better basketball. Um, and Nebraska was so bad all year. And then out of nowhere, they get a couple road wins against ranked teams. 
Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Nebraska in that one. I think that they're going to ride some of that momentum to get them through that first game. Um, I think they'll fall to Iowa, but I like, I like Nebraska. I agree with you, man. They've got three wins in a row. They beat Penn State, Ohio State, and Wisconsin in the last three games of the regular season. Fred Hoiberg kind of got that vote of confidence that he was going to be back, and all of a sudden the Cornhuskers are on a bit of a tear right now. I think Nebraska is going to beat Northwestern to move on to take Iowa. And then in the nightcap on Wednesday night, you've got the 14-seed Minnesota taking on the 11-seed Penn State. Winner of that one's going to go on to take on Ohio State. Who do you like in that one? I'm going to go with Penn State there. Me, me and you were talking about it a couple of weeks ago. They are just a scrappy team. Um, you know, they they don't have the – obviously, they're the 11th seed. They don't have the best Big Ten record, but they play teams tough. Um, and Minnesota, God, I do not know how Michigan lost to them at home, but they're just not a good team. I like Penn State. Yeah, I like Penn State too, man. They – uh, we've talked about it a few times. It's like Penn State is just one of those teams you don't want to play. It's a team yeah. that you should beat, but, man, do they make it tough, man. They turn it into a rock fight every single time, you know? Every time, dude. Every single time. So, yeah, no, I, I think Penn State's going to beat Minnesota to, to move on to take on Ohio State. And then first game, first game on Thursday morning, you've got Indiana and Michigan, man. How, how do you see this game playing out here? I am going to go with Michigan. I mean – I was writing the article for the seed release on um, on Sunday, and I'm going back looking at all the past tournaments. And Michigan hasn't lost their opening Big Ten tournament game since 2006. They've just historically since then they've just been great in the Big Ten tournament, really. Um, and they've had a lot of success as the eight seed too. Uh, so I like Michigan to get it done. Yeah, I like Michigan as well. You know, obviously, I think the game at Assembly Hall, like you can point, you can point to it. And I like I think there's something there, but you got to remember Michigan shot the lights out in that game as well. Yeah. You know that that was the story of Michigan for a while. If they shot the lights out, which they're capable of doing, obviously no one was going to hang with them. But I mean, if they play like they did against Wisconsin, you shoot two of twenty from the three point line, and things are not going to go your way. You know, but right. I, I think it'll be a little more uh, tight uh, against Indiana in, in this game. Obviously. Trace Jackson Davis, you know, what are you doing with him? You're able to shut him down a little bit in that game at Assembly Hall. Are you going to be able to do that again? You know, when Michigan, like, the second half of the Ohio State's game, Scotty, that was the Michigan defensive team that I expected to see all year. You know, we talked about this team in the preseason and how good they could be offensively, or excuse me, defensively here this year with the talent they had, with the depth they had. They showed that against Ohio State in Columbus on Sunday, and we have not seen a lot of that here this year, but they've went through stretches where they are an elite defensive team. Overall on the year, they're anything but. They're 83rd in defensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm, but that second half against Ohio State, if they could somehow channel that performance and be able to continue to do that, man, I mean, they're then they're going to beat Indiana. There's no question about oh, it. Yeah. it. It's just It comes down to which Michigan team are we going to see Thursday morning. Yeah. You're, you, dude, that everything about that second half against Ohio State was just, I don't know, was it was it the DJ there playing Pump It Up that, that got him going? I don't <laughs> man, know. Man, oh, what a stupid move on their I part, know. man. Like, what are Thank you, you doing? At least wait totally till the game's changed. out of reach. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that was – I'll take it, though. Could have oh. been the spark. Abs- it's, like, it's like when Duke slaps the floor, you know? Yeah. Always leads right. like a 10-0 run for the other team. Exactly. You know, so, yeah, it, I mean, obviously, 
Got to shut down Trace Jackson Davis. They got a couple other guys, uh, Race Thompson and J- Xavier Johnson. They score at 11.8 points per game each. Um, but they go how Jackson Davis goes, does Indiana, you know, and he's going to be aggressive. He's going to try and get to the free throw line, and then comes that question, right? Like, again, going back to the Ohio State game, it was officiated two different ways in the first half and the second half. So it's like yeah. that's a whole other thing against Indiana, too, is Jackson Davis – you know, is he going to be able to get to the free throw line on you and get you into foul trouble? Because if he does, you're going to have a tough time beating this Indiana team. But if they're calling it like they did in the first half against Columbus, I really like Michigan's chances. You could be physical with this guy a little bit and go and grab some rebounds. But if they call it tight like they did in the second half inexplicably, inexplicably uh, in Columbus, then all of a sudden, you know, you're you, – you're in foul trouble. You're you're playing a little tentative on the defensive side, and he's able to get to his spots and hit some shots on you and win the ball game. So I think that's going to play a huge factor in this game. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean the officiating and the, the the play I couldn't believe was Devonte Jones. It looked like he first of all should have been a foul, should have been an and one, but the bucket goes in and he's on the ground injured. They always blow that dead. Like the play, they haven't even taken the inbound yet, and they let that go. And obviously, Ohio State hits a tr- hits a three. They've got a five on four. Um, I couldn't believe that, but but yeah, I mean, one thing I like about this matchup with Indiana too is Indiana and Michigan are in similar situations where you know they're both. You could say they're both on the bubble. Obviously, Michigan has a better chance of getting in, but Indiana is really on the bubble because of what they did earlier in the season. They have not been good since since february they're they're two and seven since the start of february yeah Um, it's it's been a rough stretch that's for sure yeah and that's very characteristic of indian teams they'll get they'll get a hot start you think they're going to be good and then they just kind of fall off and drop out of the tournament and i I think that's what we're seeing this year again and that's why i don't know it it almost scares me because we feel like michigan should win this game right right but it's like with the way indiana's playing but Weird stuff sometimes happens in the Big Definitely. Ten tournament, you know? I mean, Michigan with a couple of runs that weren't expected, like you said, from the eighth spot. You know, go on in two years in a row, or, well, uh, the, the first year with the plane crash, you know, that was, uh, I believe they were an eight seed that year, right? And then they, and then uh, the the next year, they were a higher seed, but they beat the number one team, uh, Purdue, in the, in the championship game. But two years in a row, they were knocking off the one seed uh, in the Big Ten tournament. And, like you said, some success from the eight, but... I don't know, man. You know, anyone can pretty much beat anyone in this conference, and it's really showed that here this year. Now, does a neutral site come into play? Probably, you know, because it's tough to win on the road in the Big Ten, but a neutral site, you got to think the favorites are going to be favored for a reason. But, hey, Michigan, Mm -hmm. they – they kind of they won the conference last year, got knocked off by Ohio State in the semifinals of the Big Ten tournament. So you got to be able to bring your A game each each and every game. And can Michigan find some consistency? That's gonna be that's gonna be the biggest issue with that, man. Yeah, definitely. And I think that they are starting to find that groove a little bit because if you look at the shooting down the stretch, they finally got a couple of those games where instead of just switching off shooting 10% and 50% from three. They're kind of getting more steady into the, the 30, 40% range. Um, so I really think, obviously, I would be very content with them to continue the 50% shooting from three. Yeah. Um, but the, the 10%, so we got we to gotta get rid of those. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I think it was three years in a row Michigan knocked off the one seed. They beat Indiana, and then the next year they beat Purdue, but then lost in the semis. And then the next year they beat Michigan State. 
or oh. maybe a couple of those were reversed. But there's been three three one seed recently that Michigan's taken down in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, um, and and honestly, I the way I mean they've got to beat Illinois. That's the only team that hasn't been beaten since Howard got here. Um, I mean, it's it's turned into a slight, almost like a rivalry, the way the fan bases are colliding. Um, and and I, I think that it's hard to beat a team three times in a year. And if Michigan gets to that game, I, I honestly kind of like their chances against Illinois. If they do get past Illinois, I mean, whoever they – you, you want to be on the top side of the bracket uh, in, in the Big Ten, I think. I know Michigan really struggled with Iowa in their most recent game, but Iowa shot the lights out. Michigan was on one day's rest, and they're going to be on zero days rest uh, in, in this game if they if they do end up against Iowa in the semifinal, if the Hawkeyes get there. But if you get past Illinois, you want to be on the top side of the bracket because uh, there's some good teams in that bottom side, man. Purdue and Wisconsin, yeah. both with buys. Uh, who Michigan State, they can beat anyone. They can lose to anyone, similar to Michigan. Ohio State is down there as the sixth seed. Like, that's, that's kind of a gauntlet down there, and... Illinois, as it stands right now, I'm looking at it. Illinois has got an incredible chance to get to the Big Ten championship game looking for uh, back-to-back Big Ten tournament championships, you know, g- given the the teams at the top side of the bracket compared to the bottom side of the bracket. Yeah, definitely. Oh, man, if, if you just switch Wisconsin and Illinois, then I really would love the, the side of the bracket that Michigan is on. Yeah. Can't believe that Nebraska beat them. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Dude, just crazy things happen in March. You never know what's going to happen. I mean, shit, Oregon State won the Pac-12 tournament last year. You just you just never know which team is going to heat up at the right time. Yeah, then they made a run to the Elite Eight, didn't they? A Sweet 16 or Elite Eight, and now they're 3-27. and 27. Yeah, what it's in the insane. world? Yeah, oh, my I God. I don't understand that. <laughs> so let me ask you, who do you got winning the Big Ten tournament? I've got Purdue winning it. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't know if you if you fill out any paper Big Ten tournament brackets, um, but I decided to do one. And I I actually this obviously I'm I'm biased, but I I did pick Michigan uh, to beat Illinois. Uh, but the final four I had Michigan, Rutgers, um, Michigan State, and Purdue, and then I had Mich- or Purdue beating Michigan in, in the championship game. Okay. All right. I actually like Illinois to win the Big Ten tournament once again. I yeah. I want to be a homer, and I want to pick Michigan to beat Illinois. But, I, Scotty, I just got no faith in, in the second game, man. I really yeah, don't, you know? It's tough. I don't know why. I, I don't have a ton of faith in it. I just I keep telling myself eventually it has to happen, and this is <laughs> as good a time for it to happen as any. So well, I, 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 would, I would absolutely love to be wrong here, Scotty. I would love oh, yeah. nothing more than to be wrong, but – They've given me no reason to think that they can play great basketball two games in a row because they really haven't done it in a month or two months, yeah. maybe. No, I, I'll tell you this. I definitely would not put my money on Michigan to win that game against Illinois. But filling out a paper bracket, yeah, I'll write down Michigan's name. So at the end of the day, you know, whoever Illinois takes on in the semifinal, whether it be Rutgers or Iowa, Illinois had no business allowing Iowa back in that game uh, before ultimately winning yeah. it uh, at the end there. So I like Illinois to move on, but an Illinois-Purdue Big Ten championship game would be incredible to see. Two great teams there. You know, if, if we don't see Michigan there, obviously I would like to see that more than anything. 
Um, but I mean, that is what I'm kind of looking at right now. I think we do see Illinois Purdue in the big 10 title game. And I think that would be a, a fantastic matchup. Yeah, that would be, um, and, and, and you said you like Illinois winning that one. I do. I, I got Illinois to win the big 10 tournament two years in a row yeah. here. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're playing some good basketball right now. Um, yeah, I mean, with with Purdue, I feel like that's the team that I just see the most firepower with in the Big Oh, team. for sure, man. And, and what's so? What's the case been with Purdue? Is, is is kind of my question down the stretch here too. Like, you know, the the two point win against Indiana, you lose to Wisconsin, yeah. you have a one point win against Maryland, Michigan ran you off the court, six point win against Northwestern. I don't know what to make of Purdue right now, man. You had the loss to Michigan State. I mean, yeah. it just, I, I don't know, man. Uh, Purdue, they're just faltering a little bit, and I'm not really sure what it is. Yeah, I mean, you look at their schedule, and everything's going well, and then 24-point loss to Michigan. And since then, they just haven't, they really haven't looked the same since that game. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure that, that game probably does a little bit to, to hurt the confidence. Uh, but I, I don't know. Um, Cause like you said, they, they have struggled a little bit. Um, and it's definitely would be an interesting matchup to see them up against Illinois. And I mean, their first game is probably going to be against Ohio state. And I don't know if you remember last year's Purdue Ohio State Big Ten tournament game, but that one was was really fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, it was it was amazing. That whole semifinal was. Um, yeah. So yeah, going to be a great week, man, uh, in the Big Ten tournament. Before we wrap up the show here, uh, just going over some of the accolades. Hunter Dickinson uh, making the All Big Ten second team, which uh, it, it was voted on by the coaches and the media uh, for him to make second team and. At the end of the day, I, I think this was right. I I wanted to make a case for first team, but I just don't think there's one there given that Michigan finished eighth in the Big Ten here this year. I mean, he yeah. put up Gotti incredible numbers, but was he going to make it over Kofi or EJ Liddell? Probably not. Obviously, Keegan Murray was a player of the year candidate. Johnny Davis, uh, Jaden Ivey was spectacular. So I think, I think Hunter getting second team, you know, I think maybe if you really wanted to make a case, you probably could for first team, but I, I'm pretty good with him being on the second team. Yeah, I agree. I mean, personally, like I wouldn't want any of those other guys on the first team to be on Michigan. I just love Hunter Dickinson right. as a player. But you look at you look at those five guys and they're all they all had incredible seasons. They're all extremely deserving of the first team. For sure. Uh, Eli Brooks uh, was honorable mention as well uh, from the media uh, selection on that. So uh, big congratulations to him. And then on the uh, freshman team, we had Musa. Diabate make the all-freshman team, but we did not have, kind of surprisingly, Caleb Houston make the all-freshman team. That was surprising to me. I mean, he obviously had his ups and downs, um, but I know he ended up finishing double figures for points. He's really improved. I mean, that's the thing with so many guys on Michigan's team is I feel like we've really seen a lot of improvement from, from everybody as the season's gone on, and Caleb Houston is especially one of them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he could he could still score, and he's had some major oh, yeah. outings here this year, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. And and I'm not going to argue with him against Musa Musa. He does so many things, you know, when he's out there. Uh, he, he, he can do a lot. Obviously, his rebounding has been fantastic, averaging 9.2 points, uh, just under six rebounds on the year. Uh, and he does a whole lot defensively. 
But at the end of the day, man, Caleb averaging 10.5 points a game, like there's three players on this all-Big Ten freshman team that averaged in single figures, Max Christie, Chucky Hepburn, and Musa Diabate. Like, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know. There, there's a very good case for, for Caleb Houston to, to be on the all-freshman team. 100 percent um hey you never know maybe that'll that that'll be the fuel he needs to to supply a big barge for him um that's all that's all we can hope for um but yeah no i was i was definitely surprised that he wasn't down there yeah 10 and a half points and four rebounds a game man it's a, it's a pretty good freshman season yeah it's a great freshman season so yeah a li- little bit surprised by that uh other than that no many uh not many quarrels for me uh, on the all yep. big 10 tournament selections yep i totally agree well, let's do it, man. Let's get into championship week. Excited Big Ten tournament kicking off on Wednesday. Michigan playing on Thursday morning. Uh, one of the best weeks of the year. And, well, can't oh, yeah. wait to talk on Brewcast next week and take a look at who Michigan's playing in their path to the Final Four here this year, man. Oh, yeah, dude. I can't wait. This time next week when we're doing Brewcast, we are going to have a bracket, and that just makes me so happy. Absolutely, man. Scotty, where can we find you on social media? You guys can give me a follow on Twitter covering Michigan baseball, basketball, and football. All my work is there. That's where you'll find me at Scotty White underscore on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Follow the Brewcast Show page at Brewcast Show. Literally just that. And then you can also follow the Maze of Brew Twitter page on at Maze and Brew. Pretty easy. Subscribe, rate, leave a review for all of our shows wherever you get your podcasts because we are everywhere. And check out all the great other shows we'll have for you this week and enjoy championship week. Oh, college basketball in March. There's nothing better. For Scotty White, I'm Luke Yardy. We'll see you next week on Brewcast.